Good Monday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Happy Martin Luther King Day to you. We will take a moment to honor MLK Day. We are in downtown Charlottesville right now, a hop, skip, and a jump from the movers and shakers here in Charlottesville and in central Virginia. Keith Smith, the start of the program, his namesake website, Real Talk with Keith Smith online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. The man is a realtor, a real estate agent, and if you need help buying and selling your house, Keith Smith of Yes Realty Partners should be your first choice. Judah Wigkower is our director and producer. He's also a key contributor to the broadcast. Um, and Keith Smith, I believe you have a, a I, I don't think I've seen that look before. I like it. A quarter zip. This is a new look, and, and you know, we, we, I sh- like it. we surely did not get the memo. I, I almost was going to put a jacket on. I said, you know what? It's snowing. Let's take it a little easy today. Well, I mean, I have the benefit of the... Uh, <clears throat> The little closet here that's right. where I can right. store the uh, Well, how clothes. do you know I don't have a closet in my truck? Uh, I, I, have, I have no doubt that you take your jacket off before you get in your truck and hang it on a hanger in the back seat or hanging over the, uh, the window in the back seat. I would imagine you do that for fear of rickling your jacket. That's the Marine in you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, we've been talking about, we're like into our, getting ready to our fifth year. Mm-hmm. Our actual first show on the network was Yona and I was this week in January of 2019. It was your afternoon show. We didn't, we didn't quite kick off. I remember. Real talk. So, you know, we, we are kind of in the fifth year of being in front of a camera and a microphone. And you would think I'd be better at it by, by this You're time. You're pretty fantastic at it, my friend. Oh, stop it. Keep it I going. would say an award-winning broadcaster, Important. if you may. Yeah, in yeah. fact, you have won national awards. Twice. So much so that perhaps... Uh, Imitation is the finest form of flattery, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there you go. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) There you go. So, look, uh, just to kick off uh, the market news or just a little bit. uh, So, from Friday until now, 24 homes went under independent. When we were looking at it, and I'll just double-check the numbers real quick. When we were looking at what new came on last Wednesday, because we took off Friday for my birthday. Right. Um, there's 56 new homes that came on the market in the car footprint. Um, and this morning, there's 33. Um, so there's, that's a 23-unit difference. Somewhere there's one other unit that climbed in here somehow in it. But at the end of the day, since Friday, we sold 24 units. So 24 years went into pending, went under contract to that. Um, it was great news last Wednesday. We had 56 new, not so good at 33. I was hoping we'd keep it in the 50s or greater than the 50s. Inventory is shrinking is what he's saying. And inventory uh, is not going in the right direction is what we, what we would hope. But the pendings uh, went up. So that's everything. That's single-family attached, single-family detached, condos, new construction, not new construction, existing for the six jurisdictions. And... Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Greg Slater because he and I went around and around on some statistical information. Greg Slater. Uh, on Friday. and we, we See him t- at Birdwood from time to time. Him and I do this Burton Ernie act. You, you and I do Batman and Robin. Him and I do Burton and Ernie. And, Shane uh, Cerbati, I'll ask the question to Keith Smith in moments, but I want to hear about Burton and Ernie first. Yeah, yeah. Well, the question is, is who is Burton and who is Ernie? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> who would you prefer to be? Oh, I know who I am. I'm Bert. He's definitely Ernie. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he 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 did point it out. Point out what some- exactly is the difference? 
I know the difference characterized, but how about personality-wise of Bert and Ernie? And why are you so adamant of being Bert? Well, Ernie's kind of a little goofier, right? Is, and is Ernie or goofier? I, I Judah, we, we might need I, your I expertise so. well, on this. What we need to do is get a real smart five-year-old here, which is probably smarter than the three of us, well, the two of us anyway. Bert, correct me if I'm wrong, is Bert the one with the yellow face that is more tall, and yeah, Ernie is that, the rounder face that's more orange? Yeah, so Ernie kind of gets Bert into trouble all the time. Okay. And, and Bert kind of... Kind of Bert uh, has the unibrow and has the yellow face that looks like a banana. That's exactly right. Okay. Much like me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Bert, let me see, what is Bert's personality type? Judith, if you can help oh, somebody us. Should, somebody should, should Google that. But we have a viewer and a listener with a question for, for me. I'd love to tackle uh, We do. We do. And I, I'm, I'm really curious of this. Okay, now, got it. Between got it. We, will, we, will, we will stay on that track. Curious while what price range, Keith Smith, Shane Baker, Sir Body? Uh, you know what? That is a great question. And she's spe- speaking uh, specifically of the homes that went pending, I would believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of the, of the 24 that went pending from Friday today, the shout-out to... to, to um, to Greg Slater is uh, I can I pulled out of the bright orient uh, orientate board yeah. on it because when we, when you keep that in there you're getting sales from Fredericksburg and other other areas which he was right I, I hate to admit it but he's right so I now I'm only doing the car board right so there's just to, to explain it real quickly car has a data sharing agreement with Bright MLS so. Bright MLS sales that are like in Fredericksburg and different areas of Louisa County is actually showing up because we were talking about um, why Louisa County was so high. And I got to go back and relook at those numbers because some of those numbers may have been like in the Fredericksburg area, not necessarily in our region. Why is uh, CAR choosing to share its data with Bright? Oh, we do not have enough time. Oh, okay. For, Just out for, of curiosity. For that, they, 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 I would... Uh, you would think you'd want to keep that data as exclusive as possible. Uh, well, there's... To maintain a, value proposition. Yeah, there is. I was on the board at the time, so I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to You plead in the fifth over here. I have to plead the fifth. The man is at a loss for words. I'm not, and how often does that That's happen? That's very rare. Um, but, <clears throat> so great question. So if the, somebody gives me a second, I will t- run a quick report. I think Judah's got the personality characteristics Good. of Bert and Ernie over there. If we three-shot Judah Wickhauer, I'm very curious of what you have to say here, J-Dubs. This is right up your alley here. Right up my alley. I mean, you were a pop, cult- pop culture aficionado. I guess. I don't know much about <laughs> But you looked it up, Sesame didn't you? Street. I did look it up. Well, uh, I got that data for you when you're ready. Fantastic. Judah, what do you got? <clears throat> Bert is timid and calm. Is Bert the yellow face with the unibrow and the skinny tall head? Yep. He's timid and calm, okay? Bert is an old soul who prefers mm. reading pigeon stories over anything else. His hobbies are all low-key activities like tending potted plants. Okay, maybe he doesn't I'm not Bert. often <laughs> joke around with others. Despite this, he gets along with all, uh, gets along well with almost everyone on Sesame Street, yeah. and also puts his best effort towards understanding people different from him. Okay, and Ernie. Ernie is silly and energetic. Oh, he is known by everyone on Sesame Street for his characteristic laugh, which can be heard every day. 
Good-natured but naive, Ernie occasionally makes jokes when people aren't in the mood, though he's quick to recognize his mistakes and apologize. There we go. He's a positive person, always amused by something that's happening nearby, a lover of board games and puzzles. He likes a healthy competition and encourages others to play nicely. Okay. Bert and Ernie. So Thank I, you, I, Judah. I think I want to cherry-pick some of the attributes of both of them. Uh, can you do both. that? No. I don't think you can do that. You're either one or the other. Uh, that's true. But I, I think I, I, for the sake of when he and I do presentations, I'm more Bert and he's more Ernie. And mm. we do fair enough presentations together for housing affordability and all this great stuff. So uh, price range. It's very interesting. Um, so <clears throat> an attached, they break it down by 285 to 289. One was sold. 340 to 344, one was sold. So there was a bunch of single, singular sales in these different price ranges. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six of them in the attached. In the condo, that was six of the sales. Six it, that went pending. Six that went pending. That was attached. at the Villas at Southern Ridge. Uh, that, I'm just looking at price points at the moment. 225, Villas at Southern Ridge. There was one. 340 to 344 1, 385 to looks at the most of it. And it's really interesting. I, I probably should copy this and send it to Judah if he can post it because it's, it's interesting. Each one of the price ranges, and they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. There was one sale with the exception of two price ranges, 325 to 329, there was two. And 675 to 679 was two. What this is telling me Every price range had a sale. Yeah. It's really, that's a really, I've never, uh, we have never actually, I've never actually looked at this data from that perspective. It's very interesting. It's literally of all the 24 sales, the only one that had two, there was only two that sold and... So let me try to do this again. There was only two price ranges that had more than one sale in it, and both of them were two. The 325 to 329, there was two, and then there was the 365 to, to 370, excuse me, 375 to 379, which was two. So what he's saying in a nutshell is this. If you list your house and it's priced fairly well out of the All gate. All price ranges are selling. And it's priced fairly well out of the gate, your home is going to sell. All price ranges are selling. That's what he's, that is what he is saying right there. That's what that data is telling me. Uh, Neil ranges. Williamson, for what it's worth, I see Jerry Miller as the count, Judah Wickhauer as Beaker, while I tend towards Oscar. <laughs> what is he the, tends towards Oscar. Yeah, sure Neil I, Williamson tends I'm towards sure Oscar. I feel about that. What is the, uh, can you, I don't see, I, I need to get up the to ca- speed on my, uh, the psychological qualities of Sesame Street. Can, can you give me the... Did you ever watch it? Can you, no. Oh, man. No. Can you give me... I had very limited TV time growing Same up. Here. Can you give me the personality traits of the Count one. and Beaker and Oscar Judah Wickhauer? When, when I was growing up, and this is obviously... When I was growing up, I walked 10 miles in the snow uphill barefoot. Hold on. I know. Anytime someone starts, I don't feel old, but then I make commentary like when I feel when I was growing up. But genuinely, when I was growing up, we were not allowed screen time, TV time. We had 30 minutes of television per night. 
were instructed to play outside, do sports oh. outside, yeah, yeah. and had legitimate reading time where my mom would quiz us on... My mom would put us on a soapbox or stool, make a stand on a stool, and every night we would have to give a presentation to her and my, uh, my oh, brother so that's where that came on from. what we learned Look at that. that day. Look at that. Look, Literally mother, every night. Your mother was training you for this. Every night she would do that. Um, Shane Baker, her body, very little showing activity. Uh, she says there's a detached single-family house, 759000 um, on 2.6 acres. Give us some more information on that one. Judah, you got the personality characteristics of the Count and Beaker and Oscar? Or you need a little bit more time to find that? <coughs> well, the uh, Count is actually... Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. Is my favorite character. Why is the Count? Well, that's me, evidently. <laughs> really, it's my favorite yeah. character on that. I just, well, thank you. I just like the way he, he does what he does. Um, Was the Count mischievous? Eh, well, the Count is the Count. He's, 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 a, he's a, a vampire, right? <laughs> Jesus. Right? He's a vampire. I need you to help me out here, Jude. Go that ahead. wanders the night and counts things. <laughs> right? That's what he does. He's the Count. He counts things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great, great time. I, it, that was classic TV, you know. That was probably the only TV we were allowed to watch. And as a kid growing up, you know, it was black and white, rabbit ears, had the tinfoil on it. And if you wanted to change, somebody wanted the channel change, I got smacked and I had to get up and turn the channel because, God forbid, you, nobody had a remote. I would imagine Lenny gave you the little pop there. Uh, yeah, you know, pop was always working. Popping wasn't around very often. I was actually thinking of something. I talked to my mother for my birthday um, on, on Thursday. I remember as a kid growing up, you know, we, the big treat was to go on Saturday uh, the matinee to see the Walt Disney movies because they came out like in the 60s and the 70s. They came out like on a regular basis. But uh, we used to go out on a, a mom and son date, my mother and I, and uh, it was before the rest of the four brothers and sisters. And uh, Well, my little sister Kelly was, was around. She's only two years younger than me. Um, Judah, you have the uh, personality traits there? Uh, yeah, according to this website. So I don't Is that know, on a three-shot? Uh, not yet, but it will be. Well, Neil Williamson, we're going to get to go. the Count, Beaker, and Oscar here. According to this site, the Count is, is mysterious and grandiose. Oh. The Count doesn't always come around, but when he does, he brings a lot of energy. His passion for counting rubs off on the people around him who generally join in the fun. That's right. Besides really enjoying numbers, however, the count is somewhat of an unknown. He's friendly with the other residents of Sesame Street who enjoy his company, but he'll often slip away after the counting is done, presumably to go count elsewhere. <laughs> okay, how about I like that? I'll embrace the count. How about Beaker and Oscar? Uh, they did not have Beaker on this site. Yeah, that's a relatively new one. I, I don't remember, but Oscar's a classic. Beaker's been around for a long time, he, yeah, but he I doesn't have remember. much but personality while, besides getting blown up by the, uh, oh, uh, by all the, uh, oh, um, oh, what's the one with Gonzo? That's Gonzo. But I think I might Gonzo. be moving into the Muppets. So there's this transition. <laughs> yeah. This is a real estate show. Uh, it's a real estate show. We are going to segue this a, into buying and selling real estate. There is a transition somewhere between the Sesame Street to the Muppet Show, which was a classic show. And Gonzo uh, was uh, one of my favorite characters on, on the Muppets. But speaking what, of... What was Gonzo? Oh, 
I think he was a chicken. A chicken? Well, he had little chickens that followed him around. I a think that's bit. a good question for the audience. What yeah. do they think? What was mean? Mean as far as a, an animal goes? Yeah. I think he was a rooster or something that went seriously wrong. What was Gonzo on Sesame Street? Put it to the feed. We'll relay it live on air. Well, I think Gonzo was in the Muppets, not on Sesame Street. So that's the second question. Yeah. When did right? I don't think Gonzo was a Sesame Street right. Gonzo character. Was on right. The Big Bird. The umphalump. What's the elephant one? <laughs> I am such at a loss here. Um, I feel... Snuffleupagus. Uh, What's that? Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. Oh, my gosh. It. Was the elephant-looking character. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's Sesame Street. Uh, this is That's resonating Sesame with the viewers Street. and listeners. I see it in the feed. Yeah, we're... we're uh, but we'll He's a it, Muppet, multiple people are saying. Yeah. Well, we, we've got to... Uh, we've got to add a Sesame... We, we can... I think for the sake of a show, we can either appoint a Sesame Street or Muppet character to a person because on Friday, and Neil and Ned have agreed to come on and we're going to chat Albemarle County. Neil Albemarle, Williamson coming on the program. Stuff. So it's, it's the Neil and Ned, well, I think it would be uh, the Ned and the Neil show because Ned alphabetically would, would come before. <laughs> Neil Williamson you know. as Oscar coming on the program. This so is put on the feed here from... From uh, Jennifer, she says, Gonzo is ambiguous. No one knows what Gonzo is. Yeah. That's what makes Gonzo great. That's what makes Gonzo Gonzo. Yeah. He's a mosquito. You, Judah thinks he's a mosquito. Someone a mosquito? said on the feed. He's got a beak. Really? Thomas yeah. says he's a fraggle. A fraggle. A fraggle. Yeah, what, oh, what, what does that mean? Oh, I, I, fraggle, like fraggle I don't rock. even know what that fraggle means. Hold on. Now we're really getting into it. This is almost like having a... No, a fraggle. F-R-A-C-K-L-E, he says. A fraggle. I think you spelled it wrong. It's not Frackle, C-K-L-E. But, but what about Fraggle Rock? I think he's talking about Fraggles from Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Okay. Which is a offshoot. This is much like I don't think a it's an geeky offshoot. conversation about Star Wars, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and all that stuff. But there's a Fraggle Rock, which is a whole different offshoot uh, of this. That so was on like, HBO, though. I don't think that was an offshoot of any of these shows. But I believe it was a Jim Henson production. I may be wrong. I think it was. I, I'm at a loss for words here. This is not and, in my... And that, uh, does not, and that does not happen very often. Bailiwick. Postcards from Uncle Traveling Matt. So we've got to come up. I don't think he can hear... Does he I hear? Can't, I can't hear him. Yeah. Okay. My hearing aids are not picking. Thank you. Yeah. I, I can tell you're not hearing him. I'm not hearing him at all. Yeah. Why is that? It's because my hearing aids are not picking up his voice. That's why. They, they don't work left? They only work straight? No. Do, do we need to get into this? I really do. Let's go to the studio okay. camera so people can see the isosceles triangle of content. No, excuse me, the equilateral triangle of content creation that is the Real Talk with Keith Smith Network. We are in a triangle position of equilateral distance. And Keith, you're reading my lips. Is that what it is? No. Okay. I would love to. Okay. So, so I, I it's don't a little know bit this. of both. I'm reading your lips. Okay. So if I was... Like this, Keith. <laughs> Keith, you're a muppet. You can, you can hear it. I'm covering my mouth for those this that are. This is a family friendly okay, show. No, no, guy. I didn't use the profanity. No, no, no. no. Everything was above board. Uh, uh, so um, I have a software on my phone. Okay. That I can control it. And what you don't know is before the show, I can change the direction. So right now, the direction of the hearing aids are picking up stuff that's in front of me, ah, which is you. Did not realize and that. And if I was to open the range of the hearing aids, and it's, it's to tie a little bit to MLK Day, you know, m most folks do not know how important uh, Dr. King was to the adoption of the 1968 
Fair Housing Act, right? So there's these protected classes that we all operate under as far as uh, housing goes and, and buying and selling. And one of them is disability. And I'm, I'm, I'm disabled. Oh, we know that. Uh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, behave. Uh, but 15% of people have hearing loss or a substantial hearing loss, and I'm, I'm one of them. But if I was to set the... the if I would take it away from focusing on you, because you know everything's about focusing on you, I would hear all the road noise and everything that's from the road, and it would distract my attention. Woody Fincham watching the program, he says, my nickname, my nickname playing soccer in high school was Fraggle Rock. I had a big mane of hair. Uh, Woody Fincham says, gentlemen, the connection between the three shows is Jim Henson. That's it. That's it. Jim, Jim Henson. Henson. Jim, Jim Henson is the connection. Cully Baggett watching the program, the developer, he says, Ned Galloway looks more like the Count than Jerry. I think you should do a comparison when Ned Galloway joins the show and gives the laughing Well, emotions. that is going to be the kickoff topic. Uh, forget about this housing stuff in Albemarle. <laughs> We're going to talk about the important things such as what is our... Our uh, instead of spirit animal, what is our Jim Hansen character? I mean, that's a hell of a show topic, right that's there. That's a hell of a show topic. That's a, undoubtedly. We, we a show might topic. have a couple people watching. Judah, what 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 would you rather your Sesame or Muppets character be? Hmm. We should send. It out. Should be the pensive one that uh, overthinks uh, the. Uh, what, do, what do you got over there, Judah? So so all Henson characters are on the table. Is that what we're saying? Sure. I don't know. I I'm, I'm don't know really. Any I think of these he's going. more like Kermit the Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Okay. Is that <laughs> what's Kermit the Frog do? Kermit the Frog is basically runs everything in in okay. in the in the Muppets world, right? You know, he's kind of controlling everything. The, the right. I try not. I try not to do that. No, no, him. He's the one that's in charge of the show. He's oh, the Judah. One, he's the he's the director. I think he's more of a. Of a of a um, Muppet uh, Kermit the Frog. Here's Kermit. <laughs> you, are you putting Kermit on screen? No. Oh, okay. Thank goodness, because that would be uh, a way to get the show, show pulled. By right the way, there. if anybody has a housing question, we, we do out. have housing questions, but they're enjoying the Kermit the Frog and Muppets Kermit, commentary. Muppets, yeah. And and I think I think we, we ought to, can we do like a poll. I mean, we, we, could, we could do anything. The cool thing about this network is the people that make the rules are right here sitting at the table. Well, I was just wondering, technically, can we do that? We should do that. We should do a poll to send out before Friday for folks to kind of vote on what our Muppet characters or what our Jim Henson characters should be for Friday. I think, well, you, you seem to have embraced the role of Bert. Uh, yeah, well, as it relates to uh, my good friend, Greg Slater, when he and I give presentations, believe it or not, I'm the calmer one. So therefore, I... I that is surprising. That Does, is very would surprising. Would Greg agree with that? Um, and I, uh, I, You're saying Greg would agree with that? Oh, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bert would care either. God, you're something special over I'm there. something special. You're right? something special. I am something special, that's for sure. Um, 15% of the people in the United States have hearing disability. That's a big number. I, I see that. I see that. I know how important those hearing aids are. Mm -hmm. And you often give props to the VA. I do, I do. Well, that's, that would be uh, one of the other fair housing uh, protected class would be veterans. Uh, Woody Fincham says Judah is Scooter. Scooter. Scooter oh. is Judah. Oh, good job, So I'm looking Woody. up uh, 
Scooter is the guy that runs around and tries to get everybody on track. That's a good, that's a good one. Scooter's Judas the one. Scooter. Scooter's the one that makes sure like people show up on time and get in front of the microphones ah. on time and go on time and and stuff like that. So that, that's a good. That's a good. Good one. So, Scooter, should that be your new new nickname on the talk show there, J-Dubs? Scooter. Scooter. I don't know about that. You don't like Scooter? I don't like Scooter. He doesn't like Scooter. I don't like Scooter. Those questions come on the feed here. Uh, is the expectation for additional inventory to come on the market? Good gracious, we've been looking forever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> look, I, I think this is going to be a roller coaster ride for the foreseeable future, up and down, one week's up, one week's down. We had a really big surge, pretty much uh, kind of right after Christmas, New Year, um, you know, and that's <clears throat> surge is kind of a, a big word, right? You know, we we own, you know, we grew from 17, 15 new units up to 50, which is a pretty decent jump. The number needs to be more. Now we're back down to 33. We'll see what it looks like on Friday when we look at this again on Wednesday. But I suspect what you're going to see is this seesaw up and down. As stuff comes on, I mean, it's obviously, and since Friday, 24 went pending. I can't highlight this enough, and, and he's the expert over there. Um, the pent-up demand in this Central Virginia real estate market should not be underestimated. So I think There is what, significant pent-up demand. So I think what this is validating... Wow, Keith... Bert, good job. I think even hurt. Scooter's impressed. I think that hurt. Um, what this validates is, you know, the time to buy a home is now, right? And you know, as stuff comes on the market, people are are entering the market as quickly as stuff is coming on. They're going off. Again, you know, since Friday till now, we you know, really, that's just all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So in three days, twenty four units or 24 homes or properties went into the pending, pending status um, in the car footprint within the car origination board. Thank you, Mr. Slater, um, <laughs> uh, on it, uh, because it would have pulled. If I was to change it, that number probably would grow and pull stuff that was in Fredericksburg and different areas outside of our physical footprint at the moment. Logan Wells Claylo, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Logan, Logan we really appreciate your support of all our talk shows. Thank, Thank you kindly you. for watching. Thank you. Kevin Higgins, Does welcome Logan to the, the show. Would greet, Logan knows me well. I'm, I'm curious what her opinion is on my uh, character, me being Bert. Beth we're pivoting, Mark. We're pivoting from superheroes to Muppets. Beth Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you kindly for joining us. Aaron King, hello. Mr. DL, hello. Welcome to the broadcast. Kevin Yancey, Kerry Rock, Kyle Miller. Gracie uh, Armstrong birthday, Haynes, welcome to the show. Kyle, we're excited to see you back in the saddle this week. Um, Kyle, Juan, Juan Diego, and myself uh, celebrate on birthday on the same day. Today's, oh, Kyle's birthday was this past Thursday. Was Thursday. Did Juan not Diego that. Wade was, uh, was Thursday, so happy, happy birthday, gentlemen. Happy birthday to uh, all that are watching the show near and far. This question's come on the program. If rates fall, don't you think the inventory is going to pick up? Eh. Yeah, I, 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 I keep on forgetting to bring it in. I, I need to bring in my prop. Um, I will do that. I will put a note down here for Wednesday and Friday because uh, on Wednesday we're going to have Maggie Gunnels in. Maggie Gunnels. And one of her team members, and we're going to Which one? Uh, she hasn't decided yet. She, okay, the she, Gunnels uh, group. 
Uh, she's going to let us know. Uh, <clears throat> but we're going to focus exclusively on Lake Monticello market. Okay. The 23 numbers, right? And then where it's kind of going, going forward. And we're just constantly, I just looked at it this morning, we're constantly in this sub-15, sub-20 uh, active listings um, in the Lake Monticello market out of 40, 4,500 homes. But we're going to talk about that a little bit and talk a little bit about how uh, – how that market is going to trend a little bit, and then after we get past on Friday with the the uh, Jim Henson <laughs> conversation, I want to talk a little bit about the numbers from Albemarle County sales with both Ned and Neil, and then talk about a little bit future what what Ned and Neil see the future is for housing in Albemarle County in particular. But look. Ten homes on the market in Lake Monticello right 10, now. Really? I did, I haven't Ten been. out of forty-three hundred. Good lord! Oh, and one of them's a paper house. Two of them are paper houses. So we're talking eight homes in Lake Monticello right now out of forty-three hundred. Eight homes. What do you make of that, Keith Smith? Let's uh, go to. Uh, I've got eleven. So. Uh, how? Why is what you have? Oh, you know why? Because I might. Two of them are paper houses. Did you track those, take those out? Uh, no, this is everything. Yeah, take out the paper houses. <clears throat> and Glenmore, there are... So, the- so it's interesting. So if I remove new construction, that number drops to six. There's two <clears throat> so on the so, market in Glenmore. So it's probably... Let me look at it real quick. It's probably the coming soons. That you're not seeing. No, there's no coming soon. Two, including uh, three, if you can include where, where one, active on? with a kickout. I'm looking at the Glenmore market right now. Got it. You pivoted. Um, Lake Monticello, I can go back to what the marketplace sees or the consumer on the uh, car website. It should be, it should be the same. Um, you have active. two paper houses on there. Maggie's got a listing. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, uh, you know why? six, Watch seven, this. eight. There you go. So back to Greg Slater's. Origination board. So I, I keep in car and um, bright. So if I just do car, it drops it to ten, which is your number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if I if I if I keep if I one of them is an actual bright listing, meaning that it actually was listed in the Northern Virginia MLS system for sale down here in Lake Monticello, which you know, I've got a an issue with but because they're not experts in this market yeah i'm gonna stay away from that i mean that's yeah yeah yeah. well yeah it's anyone who studies for the test realizes that's a key component of the test that's right that's funny you should mention that but anybody who studies i mean good night that's exactly right you're supposed to be an expert in the market that you're in and and depending on how one does their business uh we we would always refer it out Outside of our footprint, you know, if we're if we're get a referral fee, yeah, of course, yeah. Referral, so we, referral fees are paid uh, by brokers and not salespeople. Salespeople to salespeople, it's got to exactly. be paid by your broker. That's exactly. Look at you, all your studying and oh, test man. stuff. I mean, I've learned from you on this talk show. There you go. There you go. So uh, it's it's interesting, uh, but it's funny uh, taking a look at days on market for Lake Monticello. I'm back on that, and this is going to be a great question for our Maggie. friend. Maggie. I mean, she, Maggie right now has got a 259.9 listing on, is it Lob Lolly Road? Correct. Uh, the, it might be one of the most affordable detached properties in central Virginia. 
It is. It is. Um, the definition of a fantastic starter home, three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,300 square feet. That's exactly right. Um, so that we probably, if it's not on the contract by Wednesday, we'll talk to her a little bit about that and see uh, you know, how she feels about it. It's, a, it's been on the market a little while, 56 days. Uh, so I'd love to pick uh, her brain a little bit. A handful that. of these Lake Monticello listings have some DOM length. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. So there's a couple Why of Why is that? Um, if the demand is there in the other markets, in the other neighborhoods, and you're seeing the inventory trade, why are we seeing some of these Lake Monticello homes, I don't want to say getting long in the tooth, but have some increased DOM? Yeah, so it's a, it's a couple of reasons. I'm trying to take a look at when the listing started, right? So it, it went in in November. So the interest rates have not, did not take their dive right at that point. So you got to kind of take a month off of that just because of interest rates, right? 72 on the uh, Loblolly is, is the DOM. Um, I, I'm looking at 56. <clears throat> so I uh, don't know. Uh, uh, Straight from the Realtor app, which RSS is from the MLS. Got it. Uh, anyway, there's a discrepancy there. But in reality, there probably a good portion of that was, um, <clears throat> you know, the fact that interest rates have not taken that drop when it first went on. So you have to take a little bit of time on that. But we're going to let Maggie May talk, talk about Maggie May. <laughs> Maggie Gunnels talk about that a little bit when she comes in. Woody Fincham, I'm going to get to your comment here in a matter of moments. This question's come in as a follow-up from Jennifer. Jennifer, we love when you watch the show. She says, what is the average or median DOM looking like right now? So let's focus on Lake Monticello because i got it in front of me. Uh, so the listing DOMs right now which is very interesting. And this is a question we're going to, you know, I've got my opinion, but I want Maggie Gunnels to dig into it. Median days on market is 75. Average is 79. So that's, when it's that close, that's kind of where the market is, right? So when you have these huge spreads between median and average, let's say median is two and average is 79. uh, But when you start getting your medians and averages closer, and that's pretty darn close. When the median and when the median and average days on market for Lake Monticello, which is a correct and a fantastic barometer of the real estate economy in Central Virginia, forty three hundred homes, all relatively the same size, all relative lot size, a lot of comparables in that neighborhood. When the day days on market is flirting with 80, 80 days, yeah, that's getting close to that ninety. Do we? What does that? Does that maybe put some holes in my <clears throat> well, pent up demand statement that I made earlier in the talk show? No, be, because we're talking active days on market versus sold. So sold is what we want to look at. So what I'm going to do quickly is just take a look at uh, Lake Monticello real quick. I'll drop out new construction out of it just just so we don't have to deal with the paper houses. And what do you want to look at? You want to look at the last 90 days going back? Let's look at the last Look at anything days. you want there. So that's 33 homes that actually sold and closed. And that, that median is at 17. So the, some of these homes, for some reason, have been a little sticky on the market, staying on it. But the homes that have closed in the last 90 days, the median days on market was 17. The average is 25. So if you're priced right, and maybe that might be what's going on here. You're in the right location, right price, right features, right, and the timing and who's on the other side matters. So I, I think some of those units that are in these long on the tooth are not matching either the first three, right? The location we know about, 
right? The price might be a little, little low on the high side, and it also could be the price is right, but some of the features or conditions are not meeting what the buyers are meeting. But you got to also remember, we just kind of came off of a year of high interest rates, and we're now kind of stable at the six. I got to look at what it is today. The six six range, you know, somewhere in that range. And it makes a difference when you're trying to buy a home in, you know, somewhere in the twos to three fifties. It makes a difference in all transactions. But a half a point. Now, remember what we were talking about. Uh, uh, credit score matters, right? Maybe credit scores are a little not what they're supposed to be. So we got an, a half a point premium because your credit score is not top on it. And I just think that buyer profile is just a little. Um, challenging at the moment. Woody Fincham says, one has to question the geographic competency when an agent or appraiser is coming from more than an hour and a half away. Just saying. Woody Fincham is... He and I are on the same page on that. Fantastically competent appraiser. Fincham and Associates. Woody Fincham, an A-plus guy. We're on the same page of that. I I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole again on the soapbox on it. Um, But, you know... Unless, it's a sign of desperation when agents outside the Central Virginia market are trying to penetrate the Central Virginia market for, for deals. It's um, a sign of lack of inventory. 50, hold on one second. 49.775% of the 1,109 agents that are part of CAR have sold um, one unit or less. Half the agents Just in car, half the agents in the car footprint have done one deal or less. I want viewers and listeners to consider that. John Blair, yeah. welcome to the broadcast. We'll, <coughs> we'll say that again. But There's 1,100 agents in the Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors, 1,100. And of those 1,100, half the agents have done one deal or less. Correct. So this 50-50 split, which, by the way, if somebody Googles, matches exactly with the nation wide average. Nationwide average around the country is about 50% of the agents do between zero and one transaction, right? And then the remaining 50. And as you get closer in transactions, the num- you know, number of transactions, the, it gets a little narrower. But just think 50% of 1,109 agents have only done between zero and one transactions. That's 50% of them done more than that. And the reason I bring that up is that same statistic happens in Northern Virginia, happens... I, I wouldn't say that's a, a, a confidence-boosting statistic for either buyers, sellers, or agents themselves. Yeah, I mean, it, the number is the number, right? I, I'm not going to... what it. Ray Cadell, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Ray. Um, what, uh, I hope everything is okay with his house. He got a little... Look, I saw Facebook post. Yeah, I hope, I hope everything's going. Anything Carly Wagner do? says, over their career or the last year? No, so this is um, uh, 2023. 2023, Carly. Great question. Full 2023. Thank, thank you for the clever. This is uh, in 2023, car footprint. I would uh, imagine, though. 500, ext- out of 100, 100 and, somebody can check my math. Out of 1,109 agents per car, 557 done between zero and one transaction. I would imagine, though, if we extrapolated that over a decade, it would be relatively close as well. It's been kind of normal. It's a kind of normal thing in this industry. Um, 
to do that. The reason I'm saying that is is that the agents up in Northern Virginia are doing it that are in the bright. Obviously, they have to come down here. But I agree, you know, it's just a soapbox for me. Uh, I believe in uh, Woody's position that, you know, if, if I'm going to list or sell something in Northern Virginia, I have, Yona and I are part of two awesome referral networks that, you know, you kind of have to be hot. You, you have to be in that top tier of agents to be part of these referral, uh, you know, as far as volume goes. And what we do is, we, I mean, this is a simple process. I pick up the phone, phone interview. If Jerry wants to buy something in, let's say, Old Town, Alexandria, we pick up the phone. We interview three or four agents that we end up as a good fit. We put them together. We stay involved in the transaction. We do this all over the country on a regular basis. The world, actually. Uh, and, you know, we want to make sure that there's a good relational fit between the client and who's going to help them, their trusted advisor. And you stay engaged in it, the process goes through, and, and you're, you're lucky enough to get a referral off of it. But that's Ren the way it should be done. Renee Warner, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Renee. Thank you for watching the show. Here's a question that's coming uh, to the feed. Um, Robert, thank you for asking this question. He is on the supply chain of real estate. Um, this question for you is, are more agents entering the field than they are leaving the field? Um, I think we're kind of out of balance. I don't know about the car, but if um, NAR, just National Association of Realtors, just put out a report I read, I think it was last week, it's like 1.7%. There was a, 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 between inbound and outbound, there was a loss of about 1.7%. I, I don't, I, I think timing is everything. I think, you know, most, uh, at least I know in ours, you know, your dues are paid in October and November, I believe, right? So you're kind of set for the next 12 months, you know, as far as membership goes. You know, you have to pay for your MLS access and so forth and so on on a quarterly basis. But your yearly dues are due in October, November, if I remember correctly. So it won't be until next October and November we'll see what kind of impact that might, that might have. But, you know, you, you've got... When you've got 24 transactions happening in three days, you know, there are agents making transactions, right? There are deals happening. People are buying and selling homes and putting them under contract. And if that number stays steady, which I suspect it won't because inventory is not going to match it, um, you know, that's what's going to happen. The comment, um, which we don't have to touch on, uh, we, we had an idea it would come up. Um, about some of the latest news at the National Association of Realtors that is obviously now getting into the, 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 uh, the non-insider's news cycle. It's, it's in national news. It's in the national news. That's what I meant. It's not just in the trade publications, if you may. It's not amongst us geeky people. That's what I meant. Thank it's, you. You said out, it better than I. It's out there. Yeah. yeah when so my I'm mother, seeing that on a couple feeds right now. When my mother-in-law, uh, my, my, well, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she's passed. When my mother asks me about it, it's in the national yeah. National news. So what specifically is the question? I'll see if I can tackle it. Uh, do you want me to get to that? Yeah, sure. I'll just tell you if I don't want to answer it or not. We'll okay. Uh, the question is, uh, another president or a head of, of NAR has resigned. Yeah. So we, we don't know why. We know it was a, a um, I mean, this is public record at this point. It was some sort of blackmail against the president. Uh, we don't know why. Uh, what's the second president in a short period of time. So I, I can assure you that the, um, 
association uh, from an optics perspective got a little brand rebuilding to do. Uh, hopefully they tackle that. I know um, we actually are fortunate to have a board member that's part of our organization, uh, part of CAR. We're going to highlight the sure, fabulous Denise Ramey. You can. So she's working her proverbial tail off with the board to hopefully rectify some of this stuff. But, you know, there is a, um, you know, you got, when an organization gets hit with this many stuff, it's just a hard thing to navigate. And, and I'm trying to delicately do this because I surely don't want to say anything publicly that impacts what they're working on other than stating, you know, doing my Captain Obvious socks that, um, you know, it's, of the, it's out in the public conversation. It's a bit of branding rebuilding they need, they need to do. And I'm sorry to hear that, that I'm sorry to hear that happened to her. Um, and I'm sorry to hear that it happened to all of us. Uh, do you want to leave it alone there? Yeah, I mean, I'll tackle whatever question's up there. I'll just do my best to... The follow-up was, does he expect members to drop, membership to drop? You know, I, think, I think membership is going to drop, not because of this. I think it's purely a numbers perspective, right? If there's 50% of the agents doing zero to one, eventually there's a cost relationship to it, right? Because if you do one transaction, I can't... I find it hard to believe for whatever you might net out of that. And typically, when you're in that transaction level, your split is pretty high with the brokerage. Don't know that, but typically that's the case on it. So the amount of revenue you got coming in versus your expenses just might not work. And they may that would be more of a reason why I see agents drop out other than this um, these other issues. I think for the most part, most agents don't, you know, they focus on what's in front of them, not necessarily the bigger picture. We geek out on this stuff because we read prolifically. Everything. Yeah, we read prolifically. Absolutely. Okay, you handled it well. Very nicely done. I we'll think head I, to a uh, Hopefully I did. I'll find out if my phone starts ringing. No, after. I, if, if it starts ringing, it's uncalled for. I thought you handled that respectfully and there appropriately. You there you go. Uh, Woody says, I'm pretty sure Carr is net positive in members, Keith. Yeah, I, 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 he would know more. He's on the board, right? So I, I don't have access to that data anymore. But I, I, think, I think there's just going to be enough transactions happening that, that we stay balanced for a while. Uh, I think when it comes back to having to spend the money you need to spend at the end of this year, that, that decision might, might do. A lot of people just hold on to their licenses just to hold on to them. What is the cost of that? You know, I don't know because I'm, I'm a professional. You know, we do this for a living, so I, it goes into it. But, you know, I, <clears throat> there's ways that you can put your license in inactive and still have it and kind of different, different things. But uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a few thousand dollars. I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, I know how much it costs us because yeah. we pay quarterly dues and MLS, and we, we're part of multiple MLSs, so we, we spend a substantial amount of money per month or per quarter on MLS dues. So we're part of three different MLSs that we belong to. Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners, crushing it right now. Um, just, just chatting, that's all. I, that's what the beautiful thing of, that's of, what we like to do. of this talk show is. Um, here's a very good question that's come on the feed for Keith. So he's saying even if inventory drops, he doesn't expect the, uh, excuse me, Keith is saying even if interest rates drop, he doesn't expect the inventory to uptick so much. So does that mean more of the same in 2024 when compared to 2023? 
So if you looked at a show that we did a couple, I think last week when we wrapped up the year-end numbers, I think I was comparing volume to 2019 and 2016. Uh, you know, I've been saying for a long time that I think you're going to start seeing the, vo the overall volume for the car footprint to be more like 2016. I think that's going to stay the same. What, what's... What's ultimately going to happen is we're going to do what I think we just saw. What we just seen, excuse me, just seen was, you What's know. What's up, Dino? Dino Woodfire Pizza is hey, watching Dino, the show. Hey, Dino, by the way, great to see you the other day. Uh, you're a rock star, my friend. Dr. John Shabe, the owner of Pro Renata, Best pushing town, Dino to maybe open a Jewish deli as his next venture in the community. Ooh. That came up on the I Love Seville show. I will tell you, we, those who follow my Facebook page. I was in Richmond yesterday. Pearlies. I went to Pearlies. Man loves Pearlies. To pick up uh, a couple of quarts of matzo ball soup to bring it home because we're going to have some matzo ball soup for dinner tonight. Matzo ball soup, the best. Mm -hmm. Jewish, penicil Jewish penicillin. That is the Jewish ball. penicillin. Matzo ball soup. Or you just eat it anytime you want. I love matzo balls and they make a great job. Of it. I, I, I love going there and I have to talk to Dino because part of the charm of it is the wait staff are very much so like New Yorkers. What do you want? Hurry up, right? And I was there ordering it, and, you know, you know, I ain't got all day. Hurry up. What do you want? What do you want? You know, just this real obnoxious thing, and I was sitting there smiling at, at the lady, at the um, waitress, uh, wait person, and Yona goes, what the hell's wrong with you? I said, oh, I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> and I told the lady, I said, thank you so much for can, what you're doing. Can you not say waitress anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've got my. I'm trying to keep as neutral as I possibly All right. can. Judas, Judas, I don't know. I wasn't allowed to say female on the talk show anymore. You're not allowed to say female. No, according to the the scooter of the talk show over here, three shot Judah Wickhowers. Female's not the preferred. Did we ever get a question out of not as a noun? Not as a noun. Not as a noun. Yeah. So the great news is, if he I knew what a, if I knew what a noun was, that would be wonderful. <laughs> she is a female. There you go. Yvonne tried to explain to me pronouns one day, and I said, do me a favor. Let's start off what a pronoun is first, and then we can take it, take it, take it from there. Uh, yeah, so good, good luck to him. Um, there's been a couple, in, in fairness, I've got a, I love Dino to death. Um, I'm going I'm to punch a couple holes in it. There's been a couple of attempts to do a really good Jewish deli. Modern Nash on Water Street. Modern Nash. That's uh, the York place. Yeah, and way back when, um, the Jewish mother from Virginia Beach tried to do something, and it just didn't quite kick off. I mean, you've got to sell quite a bit of matzo ball soup and, and um, uh, <clears throat> other fine Jewish food. Uh, just escaped me. Uh, Reuben. And, and pastrami, pastrami, Reuben. pastrami, Reuben, all that kind of great stuff. And in order to the Jewish uh, jelly is not just Jewish food. You go into a new a Jewish deli is synonymous with the New York deli. No, that's not true. That that, that I will argue with you. I, 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 unless it's changed since I left New York, that is not the case. You're saying a Jewish jelly is only matzo ball soup? No, 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 no. no. Reuben's pastrami's no. You get looked at kind of funny if you ask for a bologna sandwich, but but there's pre pre made cuisine to purchase and bring off site with All you. Right. 
Well, it's funny you should mention that. I was get some locks to, in there. I was talking to Joe. Some Gen- bagels. Joe Gentile, my love dear, Joe Gentile, my dear friend, um, a mother, another, a mother, uh, a brother from another mother. Up now at there. EXP. Now at EXP. Um, I believe he runs World Recruiting or something like this. Fantastic. Um, but when I grew up, you know, you had your Jewish deli or your Italian deli, right? So there was there was German delis that were different, but they were very specific to that. Same thing with the bakeries, right? So the Jewish bakery kind of focused on a lot of the Jewish... Director of Global Operations. Director of Global Operations, there you go. It was close. Um, And Italian bakeries had Italian stuff, you know, but I haven't been to New York for a while, so I may be wrong. Judah's father, his biggest qualm with the Charlottesville area and living here, is the lack of a Jewish deli. Yeah, I learned that about Big Jim Wickhauer. I just don't to be know. 80. I just don't know if there's enough to make it happen. Jude and I respectfully disagreed. Or unless, so I don't want to speak for you. So why didn't the other two didn't work? Location, maybe? Well, Modern Nash, one of its, uh, what's it called? Nails in the coffin? What's it called? Deaf nails? Nails in the coffin. Yeah. One of the final nails was, was COVID. Let's call the straw that broke the camel's back. Was COVID. There's also no parking there. It's a challenging spot. There is a parking yeah, lot across but, the street but, from it. Yeah. There's yeah, literally a parking yeah. lot across the street from it. Yeah, but, but... All someone would have to do is put a quarter in the machine and walk across the street. But the, the kebab place is doing today. fine. It's What's been that? For years. Who's got quarters? It's fair. You don't carry quarters? No, I mean, he makes, right a, he makes a decent point that a lot of people don't have change on them. And there's still this... I can tell you... Terrible stigma around parking around downtown I never pay for parking. I, I've, I've worked... He works... You've worked downtown for over a decade. I've owned a business and worked downtown for nearly 16 years and have never had a problem finding parking. Now, I pay for parking on show days because I'm generally Because you're late. running late. I'm running late. Yeah, and what do you normally pay when you get out of there? It's too much. Is it two bucks? Uh, it depends on how long you let me talk. It's not too much. But it's, it's, it's two bucks. Is it in a dollar and 80 an hour? I don't know. The first hour's free. I know that. And then after that, I believe it's two bucks. I know. I constantly pay two bucks. So two times three. Six dollars? Times four. Twenty-four dollars? Times twelve. Okay. So so what what are we talking about? Very little? It taps into my beer money. Okay. Okay. But go ahead with the parking. Yeah. So so I go go to the downtown uh, uh, Marie. I can do this. Petite Marie Bet, right? I never pay for parking. And usually I go in there for something quick and get out, which is what is the hallmark. Harry Tyson, hello. Hey, Harry Tyson. Which is, uh, Harry will answer that question about Jewish deli. Jewish deli. Harry says she is a female, still makes it a noun. She is female, makes it an adjective. He would know. That's correct. He would know because he's smart. That's correct. That's very correct. But a Jewish Judah de- says, Harry, that we can only utilize male and female as adjectives now on the network and not as nouns or pronouns. I'm not making the rules. I'm just saying. You're, you're just a- reporting the rules. Uh, Holly Foster yeah. watching the program. It, it Hurley's is- does have Jewish food, but it also has lots of new style Jewish food. They don't have a takeout deli counter or takeout food like a normal New York deli. Oh, no, no, it's no, in no. downtown Richmond and the parking is awful. Only open Wednesday to Sunday due to COVID. I do enjoy eating there on occasion. That's the queen of Henrico. Holly well, I, will, I will tell you uh, Hello, she's Holly. a thousand percent on the parking, but 
if you're used to it, I, you know, just like I go downtown, I just drive around until I find a spot. You've got to have the time, right? So most people are in a rush. I disagree on the that doesn't have like a takeout counter because it's an actual restaurant, but um, I, I call in advance, and that's what I did yesterday. I said, I need three quarts of matzah, matzah, matzah ball soup. And then we showed up, and Yona said, you hungry? I said, duh. <laughs> I mean, their matzah ball soup is fantastic. Yeah, it's good stuff. One of these days, I'm hoping you'll bring us one of those quarts. Yeah, well, I'll bring you alcohol. I will not, not bring you. Not the matzah ball soup. He, he does, he's very generous. I, I, I love you, but not that much. He's very generous. He's very generous. Um, any closing thoughts for the viewers? Uh, no. Uh, and any quick thoughts on those uh, football games this, this weekend? Uh, Dallas is going to have some coaching changes. I would think so. Green Bay and its quarterback were in fuego. Um, Green Bay looked like world beaters in the first half of that ball game. Um, Harry Tyson says, you want a Jewish-style deli so you can get cheese on your pastrami. There you go. Harry knows what's up. And how about some bagels? Oh, boy. It's, it's 11.15. We, we got to save bagels, pizza. Oh, it's fantastic. For a, different, for a different show. But fantastic. I'll tell you, a shout-out to Dino. Hands down, Charlesville's best pizza. You should try some. There you go. There you go. Judah. And that's, that's from a guy from Brooklyn. Uh, any closing thoughts there, Judah Wicker? Oh, there goes the eyebrows. Oh, no. <laughs> is, is there a it, camera it is, on him? It is a talk show. It is a <laughs> it talk is show, Judah. Uh, apparently, I'm uh, based, on my, um, based on my personality uh, profile. profile I'm, Scooter? I'm Gonzo. You're Gonzo? Yeah. Is there like, is there Why like, Gonzo? Is there like a test that you can take that's bit, like an online thing or are you just reading it? That's my. You've heard of Myers Briggs, yeah. Based on Myers Briggs, I'm Gonzo. Why? Why Gonzo? Uh, so you actually took, you went through the test process. He already knew his Myers Briggs uh, profile, yeah, 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 and yeah, he I've, applied it to. Got it. I've known that for a while. Yeah. Um, okay, so Gonzo, and mine is. So I, I called the. I Gonzo. don't know your Myers Briggs score, but you've known me well enough for 13, 14 <laughs> years, and you know the Muppets. Is and there like Sesame a, Street. Is there a Mumpet character that's just like the devil? That would, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness gracious. Look at that. <laughs> hey, we got to go. It's 11 We do have to go. We do have to go. Keith Smith is archived. Uh, talk show, Real Talk with Keith Smith, is archived online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Wednesday, he's got Neil Williamson and Ned nope, Galloway. Nope, nope. That's Friday. Oh, that's Friday. Okay. Wednesday. Wednesday's Maggie Gunnels. And one of our team members. From the Gunnels Group. Gunnels Group. We're going to focus on Lake Monticello. Okay. So keep an eye on that. Get all your Lake Monticello questions ready. I uh, noted down the ones from today. And Friday, it's going to be the Ned and Neil show, and we might focus about Muppet characters. I love it. I love it. Real talk and with Albemarle. Keith Smith. The I Love Seville show, guys, is up at 1230, where the conversation will continue. Judah Wickhauer cannot wait to be um, gregarious, outgoing, and conversational. Um, we spent an hour talking about all things Charlottesville-related. For Keith and Judah, I'm Jerry. Thank you kindly for joining us. So long, everybody. Very well done. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Gonzo.